Oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. I was dancing. <laughs> was anyone else dancing? I was. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was breaking it in my chair. I was dancing. <laughs> it was. It was about the most white man thing you can possibly imagine. <laughs> Uh, it's super embarrassing, but you know, it's high roll. So, um, I <laughs> guess just see everybody. All right. Uh, let's remind some folks of a couple things about the show. First of all, uh, please, uh, retweet, uh, the pin tweet to get our, let's get some more friends in here. Um, the show is growing really fast. Thanks to you all. Um, and we wouldn't be who we are without you all, but yeah, go ahead and retweet that pin tweet. Tell your friends why you're here. If you want uh, zero pressure from that. And don't forget we're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. Uh, we are on Apple Music in case you want to listen to us at your leisure uh, or watch a couple of the uh, video clips that we got going on. And finally, please smash that purple comment button. Oh, my goodness. 314 of you have already said hello. Uh, I love it. Uh, please keep that happening. Um, we've got a little uh, question for you today. We're, we're going to eventually do the POAP stuff. But first, uh, I just want to know. What are you currently working on and where do you need help? So I'm going to pop that question in here in the comments. Let's do that so that you all can reply to it. And that way uh, we can start to see those answers together and start to help each other. Um, so that is, that's now live. It's a comment. Please reply. Would love to know what are you currently working on and where do you need help? Um, so as you all know, like one of the big sh uh, goals of the show is to connect you with each other um, and to help you uh, solve each other's problems and support each other and, and lift each other up. So um, please share. Uh, we'll share some of these comments um, uh, live on air and, and um, would love for you to, to, to share. So please do that. Um, also, I just want to encourage you to, to, to say hello to each other in the comments. Really connect. Um, the most powerful thing from the show will be you all meeting each other. Um, so please... Uh, make sure to do that. Would love, love to see that. Um, let's see. Let's go ahead and get to uh, the PO app, everybody. Um, as you can see, if you're new um, to this whole PO app thing, um, there's a pin tweet up there and it explains what we're doing and why. Um, so we're going to drop a couple quotes. I want to thank uh, the ever illustrious Mr. Benjamin Eight for the art today. You're going to love it. It has to do with blur. Uh, so I want to thank him. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna drop the first clue. Let's do it. Um, kind of a sad one today. Um, uh, thanks to Clemente for choosing this. <laughs> in in what year did the Titanic sink? So yeah, um, that's the question. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a downer. Thanks, Clemente. <laughs> I was I was doing it. It was like, oh yeah, it's a good one. And then like, now when you say it out loud, I'm like, oh my god. Oh man, it's super depressing. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, let's let's talk about this terrible event that happened. Um, so don't forget everybody, the clues are always numbers now. Super simple. No, no letters, no spaces, no capitals, no punctuation, just numbers. So trying to make it easy. So uh one more time. What year did the Titanic sink? Um, also, fun little uh, reveal on the POAP leaderboard. Um, uh, so Clemente is going to uh, pin that tweet. I revealed some of the numbers last night. And honestly, I thought it was really encouraging because uh, the reality is uh, you you only need eight POAPs right now to get on that um, uh, 799 allow list right now. So there's absolutely time to get in. It's not too late, even if you started collecting today. You know, we're going to be doing probably 200 more shows 
And, you know, the farmers and the folks who aren't here for the show will eventually get tired and they'll quit. And uh, it will give all of you folks a chance to get in. That's my goal. Speaking of poaps, Ryan, a quick little shout out to Ethan Brewerton um, with the poap art yesterday. Apparently, I didn't know this. He's a big deal. Uh, He's made like a couple other big pieces. But um, anyways, I was asking him if he'd like to do another poap in the future. He's going to do one probably in about a month or so, but he's wanting to do it with like a little collaboration. So he asked me to, uh, if you are a mecha chaotic holder for, uh, you can help them like collaborate with them in this process. Apparently it's a super cool thing he's trying to build out. Um, so if anyone wants to check that out, please do. Rad. Love it. Um, yeah, thanks Ethan. Uh, folks did love the art. Um, that was cool. Um, I want to give uh, props to, to Mr. Benjamin though, cause he's been faithfully cranking out poap art for us. Uh, and it's beautiful. And I love it. So, um, hello, Steve. Oh, I see your hand. GM, I, that is so encouraging that you need eight poaps. So many people have like, ex- I feel like they're scratching themselves. Like, oh no, I missed out on the poap. Like, <laughs> there, no, no need to fear of missing out on. Like, we don't need FOMO for the Amen. poaps. Like, no need Amen. to FOMO the allow list. So loving, loving this community. Thanks. Yeah, I, I thought it was encouraging, and um, and again. The goal is like, listen to the show, please, because you love it and because you're meeting nice people and it makes your day a little better. Like, and if you get the po apps, awesome. But um, our goal is that you're here uh, and you're getting value from the show. The last thing I would ever want folks to do is feel like they're grinding or stressed. So come to the show, have a good time, uh, learn a lot, make connections. Boom. Um, and if you get po apps, sweet. <laughs> so, all right. Um, well, that said. is, thanks. That's all the po app stuff. Um, and, uh, hello, Pac-Man. Nice to see you. GM, 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 GM. And we're going to get to you in a little bit, but I appreciate you dropping by the show. It's going to be a fun day. Um, let's get to the famous Mintify market daily report. We have a section here where we read the news, we read the market, uh, daily report just to inform you all and educate you. Um, and, uh, Mintify is a tool that I love that I use, it's a pro tool for NFT traders. It has amazing analytics. You can try it for free. The team's high quality. It's great. Love it. So uh, over to the voice for our intro, and then uh, we'll hit it with uh, Mintify. Presenting the Market Daily Report, brought to you by Mintify, the leading NFT aggregator. Appreciate that. Thanks, the voice. Over to you, Mintify. Thank you. Thank you very much. And good morning. I trust uh, everybody is doing very well. Uh, Let's check this out. The total 24-hour market volume, 9.16 million. The highest last sale, Bored Ape 8436 for 280 ETH. I believe that was uh, Laser Eyes. The top three collections based on volume, Azuki at number one today, just under 1.5K ETH traded, 13 ETH floor price. Mutant Apes, number two, 1.3K ETH traded at a 14.45 ETH floor price. And then Board Apes, just over 1K ETH traded, 68.9 ETH floor price. Top gainers, it looks like we have a Samurai trend uh, starting up a little bit. Cyber Samurais up 660% and Dory Samurais on here again, 220% up. Top losers, uh, Hungry Hamster Club down 73%. <laughs> And, uh, Can I just dream- like comment comment on that? The Hungry Hamster Club, like wow! All right, let's keep yeah. going. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Dreamy down forty five percent. Noteworthy market updates. I thought this was uh, pretty bullish, not financial advice, but 
Uh, Goldman Sachs is looking to buy or invest in crypto firms as valuations and interest fall following the FTX collapse. So nice to see some uh, big money looking to enter the space in the middle of all this. And uh, Warner Music Group and Legend LGND Music announced the release of Polygon Music NFTs on the Legend Polygon Marketplace. And the crypto market has been you know, performing pretty well, uh, coming down a little bit off the highs, but Ethereum's sitting around 12.30 right now, down just about 2 2.5% on the day. And uh, I will pin it up, but just earlier, we shared a top Tezos NFT collections by volume thread. Uh, and I, yeah, I'll share that for anybody interested. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, y'all. Um, just so you know, I'm always going to do a thumbs down if ETH goes down. So I just want to be clear. I'm a total ETH maxi. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not even going to try to hide it. Um, we've got some fun comments coming from you all already. Uh, PNTX says, I'm learning coding and AI to create incredible outputs. There's a lot of help around Twitter. I'm proud of this. Uh, love to see that. Uh, Non-Fungible Jan says, I'm currently building up the Builders podcast. That's at Build3RS podcast. And would love to connect with amazing builders in Web3. Happy to jam about podcasting and content. Uh, our friend Crop Circle uh, said, what am I working on that I need help with Ryan Carson? I'm making a Twitter group uh, to plan an NYC Daily Dose meetup. Whoop, whoo, whoop, whoo. Uh, so please fill out the form if y'all are interested. Uh, maybe uh, the amazing Clemente can pin that tweet for us. So uh, Crop Circle, thanks for doing that. Uh, another fun question or answer to the question, what, what are you working on? What do you need help with? was from Luke. Uh, Luke said, I'm currently conceptualizing what I can do to bring new value to Web3. Would love to talk about the current gaps in content uh, and, and what the community uh, and what the community could benefit from. Love that. Uh, thanks, y'all. All right. So let's keep cranking uh, with the next section. We've got Lucky Trader News. Now, uh, I have the Lucky Trader News app installed. I love it. I've got notifications on. It's real-time uh, news alerts. Love the tool, love the team, and they agreed to sponsor the show and read important news. Uh, so uh, go ahead and hit it, the voice of the intro. It's time for the Daily Dose News, a summary of news from around the Web3 world, brought to you by Lucky Trader. Love it. Thanks, the voice. Um, I want to say as well, uh, like that intro is just a fun example of the community coming together and contributing. Um, you know, the voice just said, hey, I can do this. Uh, it'd be fun and uh, has offered up a lot of value. And a lot of you in the crowd are starting to, to do this as well. We're seeing uh, various uh, post shows pop up in, in India. And then there's the pop-in the pop post show. And, and we're seeing Twitter groups form and crop circle form meetup. It's just fab. So uh, appreciate you all contributing. And then we appreciate our great sponsors. So over to you, Lucky Trader. Thank you, Ryan. And shout out to the contributors, especially the voice of DeFi. We love our new intro. Everyone, welcome to Lucky Trader's top Web3 news stories for today. Tessera has officially launched its collective ownership platform in addition to a marketplace and protocol. Tessera's collective ownership feature allows users to purchase rays, short for the plural form of Tesserae, which are fractions of NFTs. They celebrated their launch with a Dutch auction fractional sale of a CryptoPunk on their platform. Artifact shared a solution for international shipping in response to community uproar. 
The project is creating an artifact interdimensional hub service, allowing Lace Engine NFT holders to mint a hubbed CryptoKicks IRL NFT if they don't have a U.S. address. From there, users will have until May 1st, 2023 to figure out shipping from a U.S. address. Over $30 million of ApeCoin is staked in the first two days of pre-deposits. The 7.3 million Ape tokens currently staked represent 2% of the total ApeCoin circulating supply, according to CoinGecko data, and Ape holders have until December 12th to stake before rewards begin. Notable digital horse racing project Zed Run shipped several core gameplay improvements on Tuesday, including a breeding incentive for stables with the Best Young Racer Award and both monetary and NFT prizes available for the top horses bred during the Metaverse Cup. And in the first full day of its bid feature live, the Blur Marketplace had an average bid-ask spread of 4% on the top NFT collections versus a 9% spread on OpenSea, a 54% advantage for Blur as traders begin bidding in anticipation of that Blur airdrop 3. That's it for today, Ryan. Back to you. Thanks, Lucky Trader. Uh, uh, thankfully, we happen to have the founder of Blur on the show today, so that's going to be fun to fun to talk about that uh, in a minute. Uh, I just want to call out some for more fun comments about what everybody's focusing on. Uh, Wheels uh, said they are currently working on creating an educational animated world to help teach about our bodies in an entertaining and captivating way. Uh, love that. It's fun to see the art as well. It looks really interesting. Um, so thanks for sharing that. So it is time uh, to get to our special guest today. Uh, I'm Super excited to welcome Pac-Man to the show, the founder of Blur.io, .io, Blur, as many of you know. And I wanted to invite him on the show because uh, I began using Blur when it launched. I was blown away by the speed um, and the UX. Uh, it was just fab. And um, uh, we started to do sweeps on it. I love the visualization of uh, the uh, of of the floor walls, and we would often sweep up to a floor uh, so that visual aspect really helped me a lot. Um, and of course, I, I was very bullish on this idea of incentivizing royalties uh, through a token. Um, and then uh, since then, they've even come in and, and, and really supported creator royalties. So just all around exciting, exciting um, marketplace. So I thought it'd be great to have, have them on the show. So uh, with that, welcome, Pac-Man. How you doing? I'm good, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, so I was wondering, can you give everybody just like a quick 60-second rundown uh, uh, for the history of Blur and yourself, if you don't mind? Yeah, totally. Um, let's see, quick quick history of Blur. Uh, it's day 325 for us at Blur now. <laughs> wow. so. I think we all forget that, don't we? <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah, I, I think most of the market has necessarily realize that but um yeah so we've been working on this for 325 days now uh we started up in january um we initially started off with a 11 million dollar seed round led by paradigm and uh we built up a team of 10 uh we're primarily uh an engineering team uh with the designer of course and myself um and uh let's see in terms of the history uh, we initially started off a private beta and we were in private beta for uh, almost six months, I would say, from like May until October. Um, we came out in October and launched our marketplace, and that only had uh, listings. Um, and then we launched bidding 
uh, just this week, as as many of you might have seen. Um, and uh, in a nutshell, Blur is an NFT marketplace for pro traders. And the goal is for it to be infrastructure that's ultimately owned by the Blur community. So there is a Blur token, and the majority of the token uh, is allocated to go towards the community. Um, and basically, the, the vision here is for it to be um, you know, similar to how in DeFi, a lot of the uh, core on-chain infrastructure is all community-owned, right? When you have protocols like Uniswap or Compound or DYDX, um, you know, we, we believe that in the NFT space, uh, it would benefit from having infrastructure that's also community-owned. So that's kind of Love it. what Blur is in a nutshell. Cool, thanks. Um, you got to tell us, like, what, why Pac-Man? Yeah, uh, great Great question. So, can you reveal, or is it too secret? No, no, we can totally reveal. Um, <laughs> if you if you look at Blur, you can tell the aesthetic is uh, very game like in a way. It's kind of like this like retro yep. arcade like terminal. Um, and so we were thinking of like themes, uh, you know, that would kind of match match that. And, and of course, uh, Pac Man is is an iconic game um that we've um, i think many of us love so that's that's why um i chose pac-man actually everyone on the team kind of has their own uh own name we have uh ddd curry b um you might have seen them in a discord yeah. uh, galaga frogger toad um, i love it yeah so we just uh it, it's just like a fun theme <laughs> i love it it's great um so got a couple of questions from the community uh for you and um uh I'm going to go through those. I, I would say we've got about 10 minutes. So just to kind of pace yourself to that uh, kind of cadence um, and then would love for you to stick around. I think we're going to get some questions from the speakers, et cetera. Uh, so if, if that sounds good, the first question is uh, what do you consider the North star for blur? It, really the vision that dictates some of the key decisions uh, that, that you're making day to day. Yeah. Great question. So um you know, first off, in terms of how we started Blur, um, uh, I first got into NFTs in 2021. I'm into the blip map uh, as my first NFT. Um, and that kind of came full circle when um, Dom Hoffman also invested into um, our round and kind of joined on uh, uh, onto the journey. Um, but, you know, for us, the frustration uh, being in the space was always that we felt like the infrastructure wasn't necessarily as good as it could be in terms of serving the market. And... Um, you know, in the bull run, it felt like all of the core infrastructure was was going down all the time, uh, which ultimately restricts the growth of the space. And when we look at the token space, which you know has infrastructure that's you know half a decade ahead, we've seen that the token space has grown, you know, exponentially larger as the underlying infrastructure has matured. Right. So we started with like Mt. Gox and and Coinbase, and then we ended up with you know. Binance I lost money in Mt. Gox, thankfully. Ouch. Yeah, hate, hate to see it. <laughs> um, but, you know, effectively, the as the infrastructure matured, the NFT space was able to grow. And so for us, we're aiming to build uh, ultimately the infrastructure that can allow the space to grow as large as we think it can. Um, so that's that's really kind of what, what guides us. Got it. That makes sense. And it, it actually shows the product, right? It's fast. The UX uh, is um, intuitive. Um, it it, it kind of makes sense, actually. Um, now that I understand your North Star. Uh, next question uh, on the topic related to entrepreneurship and product building. Did your team's workflow or approach change when you went from building in private uh, to building and delivering in public? Yeah, I think um, 
I would say overall, it hasn't as much. And, you know, one of, one of the benefits here is that, um, you know, because uh, I was an NFT enjoyer myself uh, first, a lot of the core product decisions were fairly straightforward to make. And our community is, is very vocal when things like aren't working as well as they could be. So it's pretty, I would say it's pretty straightforward to develop the product from that perspective. Um, I think the main thing that changed once we went public um, was, you know, we were we focused on a very specific niche when we first started off, which was, you know, people who traded NFTs uh, very, very actively. Um, but of course, there are people who are new to NFTs, there are collectors, uh, there's a whole spectrum of, of users in the space. Um, and our goal has always been to upgrade the product to be able to uh, serve everyone, uh, in a sense, but um, obviously, Blur is optimized for certain workflows right now. Uh, so I think what changed was kind of just realizing how uh, how diverse the space is and and where the product is lacking in certain ways. Um, um, and it's kind of reinforced to us uh, what we need to improve. Got it. I know you've had to 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 be really uh, fluid um, and flexible, you know, as this royalties um, discussion has developed. Um, it just seems like building a marketplace it must be the hardest thing to build uh, right now because you're just in the middle of every conversation and in the middle of every trade. Uh, you know, just yesterday, a new marketplace was released that has some people buzzing on Twitter. I, and I, I'm curious, like, ultimately, what do you think will differentiate one marketplace from another in the long run? And how do you think, uh, you know, you can ultimately thrive and uh, survive in this space as a, as a marketplace? Yeah, definitely. I think um, the interesting thing about Web3 and the, the thing that is really appealing is that um, to a certain extent, like the uh, walled gardens are, are much less of a thing, right? Like normally if you're using a market, one marketplace or another, if you like list on one marketplace, you can't list on another marketplace in the Web2 space. Um, whereas in Web3, it's like you have aggregators, all the listings are public. Um, and what that means is that actually, uh, almost like from a business perspective, it, from an incumbent perspective, it's like almost like less good because you have like less of a network effect. But mm. from a consumer perspective, it's amazing because now you have the ability for new platforms to come out to serve users that, you know, if the existing ones aren't up to par for, for uh, whatever reason, either performance or maybe they're just like not serving the niche effectively, then a new marketplace can pop up. Um, and in that world, I think that marketplaces look a lot more like SaaS businesses, um, where the differentiator is like, yes, maybe there's like some switching costs, but ultimately it's like, who's providing the best product experience. Um, I think that, you know, until we have, uh, like GBD3 just completely automating all software development, um, ultimately, uh, you know, the, the building the best product for a specific cohorts of users is really going to be what differentiates. And it's quite hard to build a one size fits all solution. There's always mm -hmm. trade offs. So I think that's, that's ultimately kind of what it looks like. It's, you know, just as when you're using a SaaS business, you have so many different choices. Um, I think it'll be similar with when it comes to marketplaces. That makes sense. And that kind of goes to my next question, which is it, my, my, I've been saying in the show for a while, like, I think that uh, platform fees are going to go to zero, just like we saw with Robinhood and you know every equity trading tool 
and that the marketplaces will will be will make all the revenue off B2B services and products, you know, launch tools, um, communication tools, uh, analytic tools for projects. Um, can you comment on on what you think your future business model is as a marketplace? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think if you look at the token markets, uh, which I think are a very good analogy, um, you know, there's there's a trend of fees decreasing over time. So um, I think directionally, that's probably correct. Um, when you look at how a lot of marketplaces monetize, uh, like if you look at Amazon, for example, um, one of the fastest growing businesses that they have is actually their av- advertising business. Um, and of course, with Robinhood, mm. uh, you know, they, they famously uh, uh, monetize off of payment for order flow. It's, it's very clear to us that as, um, you know, once you develop a marketplace that's heavily used, you can monetize through these like different angles, right? So there's like advertising, there's, um, uh, I guess in the TradFi space, there's payment for order flow, um, you know, various uh, like pro features can be monetized in a SaaS way, uh, mm. as you say. Um, I, I, I think the only thing that I can, it's really hard to predict these things to be honest, but I think the only thing that I can, I can say is that um, uh, I don't think the marketplace fees will, will ever like go away forever, but I think it's likely that they decrease over time and, and, and marketplaces kind of like diversify in their revenue. Um, and I think that that could be like a long-term development. Got it. Interesting. Um, so, I uh, want to, th- um, highlight some questions coming from the community, which are great. Um, uh, Natasha, who's one of our, uh, amazing community members asked when mobile version Pac-Man blur. <laughs> and, uh, that was, uh, that was echoed by, uh, Jay Rop as well. Can you comment on that? Yeah, definitely. That is, um, very much a, uh, high priority for us. Um, right now, this week, we're addressing some improvements to the bidding UI. Um, also need to kind of update some of the wash trading filters for our second airdrop that we released this week because um, it caught some legitimate traders in it as well. But after that, um, we'll be working on on shipping the mobile uh, product. Awesome. Uh, speaking of that, it's funny. Uh, Manuel said, how many wallets were caught in the wash trading filter for airdrop? And then he says in parentheses, mine was um, laughing emoji. So, um, do you have any, like, can you share any numbers on, on the numbers that you caught? Cause I think all of us were glad you did that in general. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think there was a few, um, different aspects of it, but one was there were, uh, wallets that were identified as, um, wash trading wallets. And then there were also, uh, tokens that were, uh, you know, specific NFTs that were traded, a lot more than um, is uh, like the average uh, NFT was, where it wasn't even the average. You know, it was like the like top like ten percent of NFTs that were traded, um, and those were excluded from the score calculations. Um, and and I think what ended up happening was um, very active traders and wash traders looked kind of similar, uh, and so what ended up um, happening was the uh some of the really legitimate like active traders were also caught um so that's that's kind of what happened there and and i think it was like a few a few thousand that were were caught in that uh and then uh, and then some of them might have been um there might have been more that were limited because the some of the tokens um were basically excluded from the calculations 
uh, and and there was like kind of like a spectrum of um, it wasn't just like you, you were it was like a zero or one thing it was kind of like a spectrum so I think that kind of affected uh, a larger number of people makes sense awesome um, Clemente I see your hand go ahead yeah thanks Pagman th- thanks for, for coming on one one of the things that that I really like about building in, in public in this whole Web three aspect is you get to see companies be built like more transparently and I think there's so many takeaways you can you can get from that. I'd love for you to to walk us through this idea of of these crates and the airdrop behind them. Like, what went into that idea? Because we we saw other marketplaces kind of drop these tokens pretty much right away, and and it wasn't so long term. Uh, so I'm curious, like, what went into that decision, and how that go what that went from decision to like execution, building out the product, and then if you could go back to the first day when you built this. Um, when you first release it to the public beta, if there was anything you would do differently, um, knowing what you know now? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, you know, Blur, Blur is an interesting uh, product because when we started 325 days ago, um, uh, I, we actually, we kind of like had this like initial like product board um, and we put out like the features that we wanted on it and um, it's exactly what we built. So the vision for Blur has never changed. And having the point system with the airdrop um, was, was planned from, from day one. And we really haven't strayed from that. Like some of the implementation details have changed, but like we really haven't strayed, which is, you know, atypical for most startups, which are, you know, kind of famous for pivoting a lot and changing their plans a lot. And, um, and Blur has never really strayed at all. Um, when, when we observe the market um you know i think there's this incredible dynamic that exists in web3 uh in the form of airdrops like when we saw uh sushi swap launch if, if anyone follows dexes right so uniswap is like the leading decentralized exchange and then you know a few years ago sushi swap launch and and they basically just forked the code like just made like a clone of it and 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 added on a token um, and it immediately got like a few hundred million in like TVL. It was like crazy adoption. Um, when you look at Web2 marketplaces, uh, network effects are really, really strong. It's basically impossible for any newcomer to build up a new marketplace and take uh, market share away from an incumbent. Even if their product experience is like 10 times better, it's very rare for that to happen. Um, but in Web3, what we've seen is um, if you can you know, give the community ownership and the underlying uh, protocol, then that is a, a large motivator um, for people in the space. So when when we kind of observe that as a primitive, it's this like amazing thing. There's this, there's a Chris Dixon um, uh, graphic about this where it kind of shows that like normally for like marketplaces, like the early participants don't really get much, but the later participants get a lot. And then if you do like token emissions, you can give a lot of tokens to the first you know users that are helping you to build up the network effect. And then you can give them uh, less tokens as like the network builds up over time. Um, that that model struck struck us as like a very beautiful model, and and it felt right because if you look at the history of most of these uh, like Web two marketplaces, like eBay for example, they were built on the backs of their community. Like they they were found by early community members that really loved the platform and supported it, and put in a lot of work to actually help to build it up. But they typically don't really get much out of it other than just being a part of the story. Um, Whereas in, in Web3, we can actually make it so that the early community members actually are able to, you know, get the Blur tokens and 
um, you know, own a, a significant percentage of them. And so that that is an incredible primitive. So that that was basically always planned from the start. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. I I know I was excited to hear, you know, I was going to uh, receive these crates um, and then be able to open them. And there was some rarity to them. So there, there was just some fun game mechanics as well. Um, so uh, thanks for telling us how that developed. Uh, I'd like to transition to speaker questions for you all, if that sounds good, Pac-Man. So uh, let's go to Restivo first. GM, GM. Uh, Pac-Man, good to see you again. Congrats on all the traction. Um, I think if anybody in here hasn't played with Blur, uh, you know, n- none of us are being paid to say that, but it's, it's an absolutely phenomenal platform. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, I had a follow-up for you on, you know, Ryan asked a great question about your North Star. Um, and, and I think you mentioned something that sounded like a mission to me, which was, you know, to grow the space as large as it can be grown. Um, and I was curious if you could sort of help me square that with how you build a pro tool or how your, your, your kind of your first product or your first or your main product is really a, a pro tool for, for pro traders. Um, is your, is your vision that sort of more and more people will become pro NFT traders? Um, like help me sort of understand how that fits into growing the space as large as it can. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think again, if you look at token markets, they, and you know, NFTs are not, um, you know, like uh, ERC twenty tokens, right? Like they're they're a very different market. Uh, but from like a marketplace perspective, you know, exchanges and marketplaces they they look kind of a lot very similar in terms of their functionalities, right? There's listings, there's bids, there's there's sales. So kind of like the core primitives are are all very similar. Um, you know, same same thing with like businesses like eBay uh, or other you know Web two marketplaces. They they all kind of structurally look the same. So if you look at the token markets, um, you know, what you've seen is that as the infrastructure like Coinbase, for example, and, and Binance, as they built up their infrastructure to be able to handle higher volumes and, um, you know, basically more professional players like institutions coming in, you, you saw those uh, like funds and bigger institutions coming into the space and that enabled the space to really grow. And, and when those institutions did do that, you saw in tandem, um, you know, millions more consumers also come in at the same time. And as the infrastructure, you know, didn't go down all the time, then that meant that when there was that incredible, you know, hyper growth that comes in waves um, uh, in the crypto space, which is, you know, what, what has been happening for the past, you know, decade uh, or, and, and more at this point, um, you know, when, when there is like that in, incredible uh, hyper growth, if the infrastructure is able to support it, then the space can kind of like reach its like max velo- escape velocity. So for us, we see it as um, we need to build infrastructure that can handle those pros coming in effectively. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's like the space is just pros. It, it means that the pros can come in and, you know, trade and, and be as active as they want. But that also means that the consumers can also come in on top of that infrastructure that that doesn't go down. Yeah, I love that idea. Um yeah, the more we can support the expert pros, you know, the more we'll bring in the rest of the market. Um, so uh, I, pr- I appreciate you commenting on that. Uh, before we go to the next question from John, just want to call out some some more great comments that we're getting uh, from you all in the audience. Uh, uh, Susan Entz uh, said, GM Daily Dose uh, from AB Canada with a beautiful photo of her horses in the morning. So I uh, appreciate you all sharing that. And then uh, Betty 
I like NFTs said GM from my morning walk. Uh, looks like you're coming from somewhere sunny Lake Florida. Um, so thanks everybody for, for uh, posting those comments. Keep smashing that purple comment button um, and uh, keep chatting to each other. Let's go to John next. Hey, John. Hey, thanks for having me up. Um, Pac-Man. I love blur. It's awesome. I use it all the time. I was curious while you were building Blur, was there a piece of technology that didn't exist? Or, I mean, I'm sure there was, but I guess what was the one unforeseen piece of tech or technical infrastructure that didn't exist um, that your team had to build? Yeah, so I would say the core infrastructure supporting Blur is something that we had to build from scratch. So, um, you know, if you look at, at OpenSea, for example, their growth trajectory as a business um, is like absolutely insane, like basically like unprecedented in history, going from like effectively no revenue to, you know, billions in trading volume and, and uh, you know, hundreds of millions in, in revenue in a year uh, is just kind of unheard of. So what that what that means, though, in practice is that, you know, they built an initial uh, Web2 marketplace on on, um, you know, Web2 cell marketplace on infrastructure that was scoped out for like a certain level of growth. And then they basically like overshot it by orders of magnitude. Um, and, and scaling that system, it's kind of like, you know, like building, like rebuilding the ship once you're already out at sea and like the waves are like way stronger than you expected them to be. Um, that's a really hard problem. And, and to their credit, like they've, you know, mostly been able to kind of like navigate that. And like, yes, they had downtime, but like, you know, the site has like basically been functional for, for a lot of the time. So, you know, they were able to scale that infrastructure and not go down, but it also means that um, the infrastructure wasn't necessarily built with that scale in mind. And so, so there are certain architectural decisions that uh, are kind of needed to be made like from day one effectively, because you're building everything around the infrastructure. Um, so basically for us, you know, what we saw was, okay, the market has reached a certain size, the market can reach uh, a certain size larger, you know, we, we believe, you know, orders of magnitude larger, um, but if you look at those those numbers, like what kind of infrastructure is needed to serve that? And so what we built was basically infrastructure with that kind of scale in mind. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, our team members, they, they previously worked on, you know, trading and systems in the past. You know, like uh, one of our engineers is from Twitch, another is from, from Citadel, another is from Five Rings Capital. So they've, they've kind of built up this like uh, high speed and, and highly available infrastructure in the past. So we were kind of able to have that that uh, foresight, you know, the benefit of, of uh, hindsight, I guess, in that case, and, and the foresight to kind of uh, build up that core infrastructure. Great. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, let's go uh, next to Gene for kind of the final direct blur question. And then we're going to transition uh, to, to general market discussion. Uh, and But would love it, Pac-Man, if you stick around for that. Uh, Gene, over to you. Hey, awesome. Thanks so much, Ryan. First of all, you know, Pac-Man, Great name, Pac-Man. I want to say, you know, amazing job. Like, you know, so to, to even like decide to build a, an exchange in a time when all these exchanges are kind of competing is a great, great, you know, really massive undertaking. But I had a question. So how do you plan, and forgive me if you did cover this, but how do you plan to kind of deliver value to the Blur token? Because, like, you know, you see a lot of these tokens. I think, you know, some of this is the bear market, but, you know, I think LooksRare is down like 97%. Although I have to look at the market cap versus the actual, um, you know, price because I think it's a, it's, it's a dilutive thing. Um, but, you know, like people kind of, farm these airdrops and then instantly dump them you know i think if you go back and look at airdrops you're almost better pretty much every single one you're better off selling for usd or selling for eth if you kind of back test so how do you kind of plan to deliver to continue to deliver value to the airdrop uh, token yeah great great question there um 
I think there are there are a few aspects of this. You know, one one good analogy again, if you look in the traditional token market, is um, you know, there's a protocol uh, Uniswap, right, which everyone is familiar with, and um, they don't charge any fees in their protocol. But as a protocol that does like half a billion in trading volume um, a day, um, you know, everyone kind of knows that okay, if they turned on fees, that there would be massive revenue generation there. And because of the existence of that fee switch and because you can kind of project out, you know, even if you had a discount, like, oh, maybe they, they add fees and they lose some volume, even if you had, you know, pretty significant discounts to that calculation, um, it's the, the token, uh, the total token value becomes quite valuable when, when you look at it through that lens. So you can kind of like estimate the value in that way. Um, and that's not to say like Blur is going to adopt a similar model but I think ultimately, when you look at the uh, an exchange or a marketplace, um, there isn't really any question in our mind in terms of, you know, is a leading uh, or high volume marketplace able to um, accrue value, uh, you know, through through all the volume fl- flowing through it? Like, you know, no no marketplace in in, in history is able, like has the volumes that you know uh, Blur or like OpenSea is, is getting, and like isn't really able to monetize that. Um, so while we haven't shared like the full tokenomics yet, it's, it's more a matter of, um, okay, there are existing analogies in, in DEX tokens, um, that, uh, can serve as one model and ultimately, um, you know, every marketplace that is able to achieve scale, uh, is historically able to monetize. And and so there are kind of various ways that the token can accrue value. Um, but we're, we're going to share more, uh, you know, a detailed tokenomic breakdown um, as we get closer to the token launch. That was the, uh, hey, we're going to do great stuff, but I can't talk about it yet answer, uh, which is, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so um, I'm still uh, very bullish on y'all uh, over at Blur Pac-Man. Thank you um, for for stopping by. Um, we're going to transition uh, to general market discussion and news discussion, but yeah, please stick around. Would love to hear your views on a couple more things. We've got another 20 minutes for the show. Um, so uh, if you all could pop down your hands now, we're going to transition to the next subject, um, uh, which is going to be related to uh, some of the elements that we saw in the news. Uh, I I chose these three that I would like to, to touch on. I thought it was really interesting that Steve Aoki and Blau are, are forming a new supergroup called Punks, uh, and that's off of their CryptoPunks um, IP, and they're going to release music through that name. And I thought, gosh, that's interesting that we're starting to see, uh, you know, brand identities uh, go mainstream based off of Web3 assets. Number two, I uh, thought it was interesting that Alchemy was releasing a Web3 store uh, specifically to streamline DApp access in, uh, in decentralized apps. You know, as we're seeing all of the iron-fisted control that Apple is, is you know, uh, pushing onto the, uh, onto the iPhone, um, and really controlling the narrative there. And then thirdly, obviously, uh, we were all blown away by the new Ledger stacks. You know, it was it, it was designed by the creator of the iPod, which is Tony Fidel. Um, just thought these three things were pretty interesting and impactful. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about those three uh, in a minute. Um, but do want to read some great comments. Uh, our very own Mr. Benjamin said, GM from South Florida with a beautiful time lapse of the sunrise. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, and Biggie Poppins said, I'm working on being an amazing dad. Show me your top tips. <laughs> I love that. Um, 
I'll tell you as a dad of two, uh, I, I feel like I've got no tips. Like I'm, I'm doing my best, but <laughs> being a dad is hard. Um, so, uh, you can do it, Biggie Poppins. I appreciate it. Um, so let's go to hands now. Uh, the voice, I see you. I'm so glad you finished off your news topics with this ledger stacks. Uh, yesterday I'm yes. scrolling through my Twitter feed and the video pops up with that ledger stacks and I'm immediately intrigued. I didn't even, you know, it takes you a while to like process what you're seeing. And I immediately was like, Whoa, that thing is pretty. What is this? And then oh. it was, Oh, it's a wallet. It's an e-ink wallet. It's beautiful. And I was getting real hyped. Now, the only thing that didn't get me so hyped is I thought, I want one. How much does this thing cost? And then, uh, you know, a little bit of a wah, 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 whenever uh, it was <laughs> bucks. But I still got on the pre-order list because, man, it is beautiful. I'm really glad they're doing this because add up everything that's happened the last few months. I think the whole not your keys, not your crypto, all that kind of idea. People are looking a lot more into hardware wallets. And even though the ledger is great, love the ledger. This is a next step forward to just ease of use, easy to use, and uh, probably you're going to bring a lot more people into the hardware wallet fold because it's just so good looking. It's just so pretty and probably easy to use. Can't wait. Amen. Get mine. Amen. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Um, I I was really excited about this announcement because it feels like this is the first Web3 product that had the excitement and professionality around, you know, an Apple launch and, and no surprise, you know, that it was Ledger and, and Tony Fidel working together on it. Um, but it was good to see the Web3 uh, uh, product space enter what, what felt like kind of prime time. Um, and uh, I was really excited to see that, um, you know, plus just just making it sexier and, and easier, you know, to use wallets, um, I think is, is always a good thing. Uh, Plus, I, I deeply trust Ledger, right? I mean, our fund wallet is on Ledger Enterprise. We use Ledger Nanos as well. Um, you know, we're all in um, on their tech. Uh, so thought that was really cool. Uh, let's go next to Laguna. Hello. Hello. I was also really, really excited about the Ledger launch because it felt like a big shift. Like, it felt like a huge jump up from the existing Ledger, which is, like, super helpful right i think we as a space need better ux ui we've been saying this constantly it's really nice to see the hardware component of our space leading that charge my only concern right now is that we have really no ledger competitor and ledger is still prohibitively expensive mm. especially like if you're not if you're not trading on eth like if you want to get started with say like $500 in crypto or $500 worth of nfts Buying the ledger is a huge chunk of that that dollar sign, right? So what's happening is people aren't buying a ledger. Like we're not starting people off right. We're not starting people off with security in mind. And I like my hope is that either this this new product makes Ledger Nano cheaper or it allows a competitor to enter at a lower price point. Because I think like I would rather see a lower price point that anyone can get as their initial like as their initial hardware wallet I like, than like a $400 or $300 ledger. Right. Yeah. We, we need that secure hardware wallet to be a, a really accessible, it, you know, you could look at it as, you know, the, the Tesla model, right. You, 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 I think they're basically getting folks started on the luxury side and then they're coming down ideally to the, the model three. Um, 
And I think you're right. Um, cause right now it's just too tempting for new folks just to use, you know, a hot uh, wallet cause it's, e it's easy and all they know. So I appreciate your comment on that Laguna. Um, there's a fun comment that came from Karima Hussein about what they're, what they're learning, what they're, what they're focusing on, what they're trying to build. They said, trying to start my singing journey. And then Ash responded to them saying, I love music. I play music and sing duet. Which is awesome. So I think we're going to see some musical groups come out of the Daily Dose community, y'all. Uh, and I'm bullish on that. Um, let's go to Mijo next. Hello. Hey, good morning, Ryan Clemente and the rest of the Daily Dose community here. Um, as the resident contrarian, I have to say that I like the ledger for like 10 minutes uh, and not even looking at like the prices or anything like that. But for me, um, after I gave it some thought and I saw so many videos of people flexing their really cool, very expensive NFTs. I'm like, man, do we want this in a space where these things are worth thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars? Um, what I think is going to happen is that you're going to have some unlucky people that are going to, you know, carry them around just to kind of show them off. Um, and eventually they might get lost, they might get misplaced, and that could be a very bad thing. So I want my ledger to not have a screen. I want it to be ugly, simple, but functional just for the sake of that. Like the security is such an important aspect. And I think Ryan, you mentioned that you keep your ledgers locked up in a cage um, with like guard dogs and all that stuff <laughs> in front of them. I, I think I should. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing as I'm just picturing that. It would be really funny. But I think with lasers, like I want lasers as well and ideally a shark tank around it. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, I hear you. But, but remember, I mean, and I know you know this, Miho, but just a kind of a friendly service announcement to everybody. Even if you lose your 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 ledger hardware wallet or any hardware wallet, you still own you know your digital assets, providing that you remember your seed phrase, right? So the, the key is really to always keep that seed phrase somewhere safe. Uh, I use crypto steel, which is really like metal, uh, and I store it in a bank vault. You know, so uh, even if the bank burns down, like my seed phrase doesn't go away. So remember to do that. But also, uh, you know, all ledgers have pins, right? So even if somebody, uh, you know, grabbed your ledger and stole it, they wouldn't be able to use it. I think there is the, the classic um, uh, lead bar uh, security vector problem we have here, which is that, you know, if someone sees you with a ledger, they see a CryptoPunk on it, they may, you know, say they're going to hurt you, like unless you open it, um, which is scary, right? And I think um, that's why I don't walk around with a ledger. I just, I, I don't want to deal with that. So it's kind of things to think about. Um, but Miho, appreciate. Uh, Absolutely. Can, the, can I ask you a question? Uh, somewhat related on sure. maybe not this topic, but some stuff. Um, do you expect for there to be a pump on NFTs for like these big events, NFT NYC, NFT Miami? Because I'm kind of seeing that in the market. I just want to see what your thoughts are on that. Um, I actually, it's funny. I think volume actually goes down because we're so small. Like the community is hilariously small. So we're all running around, um, shaking hands and hugging and not buying. <laughs> so I think volume decreases temporarily. Now that's clearly a, a, a an early problem. Um, but uh, I think then you see these discussions between founders and community and then you see projects pump. You know, I think we're seeing that with Pudgy Penguins, for instance. Ryan, um, I, I hate to break in here. I hate to uh -oh. break in, but... Oh yeah, it's that time, baby. It's time. It's woo, time. Woo, woo. It's uh, time woo, for the pull app. Okay, clue time for two. <laughs> time for Ryan. I'll throw it over to you. All right, pull app clue number two, everybody. 
Um, and a couple of folks were saying they didn't know how to, to mint the Po app. Make sure to download the Po app mobile app, right? So you got to do it on mobile on your Android or, or iPhone. So the clue number two, everybody, um, this is for all of you arachnophobes out there. How many legs does a spider have? How many legs does a spider have? And, and like triple points, if you've seen arachnophobia, like that film messed me up. I, I'm like, I'm scared of taking showers forever now since I saw arachnophobia. So, so great. So I, I, I brought up a depressing topic with the first clue and now I'm bringing back Ryan's arachnophobia. Clemente, just... you're just two for two, buddy. <laughs> like you're just crushing it today. <laughs> oh God. All right. So the mint window is only three minutes. Y'all uh, closes at, at 23 minutes after the hour. So hustle your bustle, get minting. There's plenty of supply, so it's not going to mint out. It's, it's more, getting in the mint window now a lot of you get that like funny strange error um that that looks bad when you're minting but but uh what's happening is that poap is then minting your poap later so if you see an error just be patient please don't dm me i have like a thousand dms from you all <laughs> so um just be patient and uh can, I'm sure... can we see some thumbs if people were able to to mint it properly throw some thumbs up please thumbs. Uh, Ooh, thumbs. Sure. Ooh, i'm seeing loads of thumbs i'm gonna Let's scroll down go. Let's go thumbs. Uh, I'm scrolling down, seeing more thumbs. Love it. Oh, yep. Here we go. Uh, for one from zero X, Mr. AA, uh, Alexander. Yeah, we're seeing plenty of folks. Good. Grab that pop. And thanks to Mr. Benjamin for the art. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, we've got about eight minutes left in the show. Uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, Aoki and Blau, uh, creating a, a band around punks. We're talking about Alchemy launching a, a Web3 um, DAP store. We're talking about Ledger Stacks. Uh, we've also got some other interesting news going on, but let's go next to Power Nut. Hello. What's up, GM, GM? How are you guys? GM, welcome. First time speaker, long time listener. Woo -woo. <laughs> welcome. Um. I just wanted to comment on Ledger Stacks for fun because uh, I saw it yesterday and I was like, this feels over-engineered for absolutely no reason. We all have... Counterpoint, I love it. Bring it. We, Make it all have, we all have phones. Like, what is the point of having this secure... This thing that is supposed to be secure and uh, essentially unseen, um, visible to the world to see? Plus... Who wants to show their NFTs, especially my invisible friend, in black and white and unanimated? Like, I'm not <laughs> buying. I'm not buying. I'm not going to spend five hundred dollars on a ledger stack when I already spent like thousands of dollars on a phone. I'll just show you my NFT on a phone, <laughs> and I'll keep my ledger secure at home or in a bank or whatever, um, and use it. it for. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's fair. cool. They're innovating the space. Like they're innovating with technology, and I love. I love seeing tech advance, but. I just feel like it's over-engineered for absolutely nothing and Ledger should just stick to their basic ledgers and just like move on with their lives. You know I, what I mean? I, like, I laugh. I'm laughing. Yeah. I love the, I love the direct counterpoint here. I also followed you back cause I, I'm, I'm big on like, uh, you know, counterpoints and, and forcing us to think cause I, let's face it. Like most of us are just ledger fan people. Um, so I, I, that's a fair point, but I did say this in the show yesterday. Like I'd be shocked if ledger didn't bring out a phone. I mean, they've got, you know, all of the the hardware experience, the technical experience, and now the Tony Fidel's like, so probably that's what we're leading to. And this is just the the iPod that will lead to the iPhone. So 
Yeah, exactly. Like I could, I could totally see that as well. And I mean, that would be innovative in its own way, especially since Apple creates this walled garden for us when it comes to our decentralized applications and our um, use yep. within Web three. So yeah, I love it. Yeah. Thanks for bringing. Thanks for bringing the counterpoint. You should. Hop You're welcome. Yeah, I got to be direct you. sometimes. If I'm, if I, if I, if I always play like lovey dovey on everything, then no, everybody. No you got to be you got to be negative sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. As long as as long as constructive. So constructive, sorry, not negative. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Cool. Thanks You're for welcome. coming by. Bye. Uh, let's go uh I'm seeing next is John. Hello John. Hey, hey, um I think you hit it on the head. When I was listening to the messaging that they were having with this device, they were saying the device is awesome, but they want I think it sounds like they want to become the central piece of hardware in the web3 world. Whether that device is a phone or some Bluetooth dongle you carry around with you that interacts with the rest of the world, it sounds like they're they're thinking about the vision of how do we build a product central to to the Web three vision of ta- of like paying with crypto, um, scanning QR codes, things like that. So I thought it was interesting. I think the product is really cool. I agree. It probably isn't that useful as a. <laughs> Most of the time we use our ledgers, we take it out, we press a button, we put it back in our wherever we save our ledgers. But I, I think they're they're playing for a bigger vision. I commend them for it. I think oh, it's yeah. interesting to see that. Like yeah. Sol- uh, Solana has talked about building a phone. I don't know if they're going to build a phone, but some device to carry with you. Uh, so I don't know. It's interesting. I like it. Yeah, yeah me too. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out. We've, one of our very own uh, daily dosers was there. Uh, uh, Dallo Paris said yesterday's launch of Ledger in Paris totally felt Apple like in the launch, um, which I love uh, hearing. Man, I wish I was. I wish I could have been there. Um, so I appreciate you reporting back um, from the show. Thanks. Uh, let's go next to Gene. Welcome back, Gene. Uh, oh, hey! I just wanted to hey, say. Whoa, uh, sorry, I just want to say. So Ledger does have a competitor. It's called Trezor. I'm not sponsored or anything. But I mean, but does anybody use Trezor? I, I don't want to be mean, but like. I don't know anybody uses that. <laughs> people Does use that mean? to at least. People used to, but hey, it's it, it exists. Okay. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like, hey, everybody, don't forget about Trezor. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not I'm not like sponsored by that. I just want to say that <laughs> there there is like there is a competitor. Yeah, <laughs> that, that okay. Totally Gene, how much are they paying you? What's what's going on here? <laughs> uh, God, no, it's, Gene, all, it's all falling Gene. apart. It's all falling apart. Okay, fine. It's a th- ten ETH per sentence. <laughs> no, I love, I love. Hey, bring in the counterpoint, and I said we need more counterpoints. So, Gene, I appreciate that. Uh, I am disappointed you're not the gym, though. So, I'm, I'm just, I'd like to hold you accountable. He's in a um, library, apparently. Okay. Like, yeah. Fair. Okay. Yeah, well, ever, since, ever since the gym issue in the NYC, I'm, I'm doing these from a padded room. It's like a lot padded room. It is traumatic. I'll tell you, like whenever I join spaces and my audio is bad, I, I'm like super stressed out. Um, like the most just fun little side story here. I was taking the train uh, to New York City and I decided to jump on a space with Shill and Villain. And, and so he calls me on stage and grills me for like half an hour and like half the time my my audio's cutting out i'm like can anybody hear me um and that was stressful as hell but it was fun actually and i, I and now we text each other so i don't know what to say about that um so anyway uh, gene we appreciate you stopping by as always uh let's go to gentle tornado yeah, yeah, Gene. If you're if you're in a library, my guy, you're gonna want to turn your phone down. GM, 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 GM. Baby, let's go. 
Oh, man, we are riding Daily Dose. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. All the speakers have been absolutely freaking incredible. Um, I'm bullish, man, on Ledger, but I do agree that the price is a little steep, but it's dope. Like, it's really, really cool. I'm going to stick to with the Ledger that I have. I don't need to be fancy. And I think there is, like, entry point Ledgers to push back kind of on what you said, Laguna. I do think, like, over time the price will go down. But there is entry-level ledgers that you don't necessarily have to buy the new one. And I think, like, it's like the new iPhone, right? Like, I don't have the new iPhone. I have whatever, the iPhone 12, and it, it functions sweet. You know, the iPhone 14 is cooler, but it's like whatever. You know what I mean? And so I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about Blau and Aoki and uh, fucking love mm. you guys. Clemente, yeah. you brought us down, and then we brought it up. And so I just wanted <laughs> to send you love, my guy. And I kept it uh, almost PG the whole time. And GT. I at the end. I'm sorry. I'm proud of you. You're doing better. Um, so we'll, we'll get there. So, um, I appreciate you stopping by. I saw, I think a cute video of you with your family and, and your wife. And, um, I love seeing that. It's fun. Um, let's go next to show me your NFT. GM, GM. Um, I just want to say Pac-Man, thank you so much for your time. I was excited for this space this morning since like Ryan posted it. I was like, hell yes. Like, let's get into it. Cause you know, you're you're doing such important work that uh you know everyone wants to hear what's going on so appreciate you i just wanted to kind of tie in i know everyone's going to kill me because gene and i were talking about trezor but only reason i'll talk about it is this when i first got into the space and i was looking at wallets i got a ledger because everyone told me to but i wanted a trezor and the only reason i wanted a trezor was because you could actually see what you were doing it has a much better ui right and so what Saks is doing, I think, is being able to show that Ledger has the capability for newbies. If I'm brand new in the space, I don't want to have the small ass thing that I'm hopefully putting the digits in. If I can just do it just like I can with an iPod back in the day, I think this is very similar to an iPod, right? I don't think you would take it out. I don't think you would show it off or anything. But when it's in your room and you're just still figuring stuff out, I think for a lot of people... It's going to be quick, easy, and for them, they'll feel safer about how to transfer things. Because I have people worried about transferring from one wallet to the other still. Mm, love it. Yeah, good point. I mean, the usability of a larger device, you can see what the hell you're doing is always great. <laughs> so, uh, show me, appreciate you dropping that. Um, real quick, I just want to call out uh, our uh, artist from yesterday, Ethan Brewerton. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for the, the killer fun art yesterday. Hey, thanks for having me, and thanks for the opportunity to, to make that. Yeah, it was fab. So you're welcome back uh, anytime. Just wanted to quickly call you out. We're we're about to run out of sh uh, out of time, but thanks for shopping by. Um, and Emily, I didn't want to ignore you. I saw your hand real quick, Laguna. You've th you've had awesome commentary, and and and. Uh, but I want to give Emily a quick chance. I saw her hand. Go for it, Emily. Okay, <laughs> I had a lot of, a lot to talk about. I know we don't have time. I just wanted to say that Betty holding the new ledger was like the best advertisement as advertisement I've ever seen for anyone out there that has that. Any person out there that likes to have nice nails, seeing her green nails hold that <laughs> ledger was the best advertisement. Was she was the fab. perfect person to be there. <laughs> that was amazing. I, I know. I love it. I want nails like that now. I gotta say, um, do it. Get some, daily, get some daily dose nails. You can get the art on there. <laughs> My kids would be like, whoa, dad. What? Wait, I thought I thought you were a Discord mod, and now you have nails? What, what's happening? We'd have <laughs> so, to call you Carson Daly instead of Ryan Daly, just, <laughs> just so you know. Hey, there's still time, everybody. Still time. Okay. Sadly, oh, no, we're out of time. Like, I, It's so much fun today, you all. And uh, I just really appreciate Pac-Man. You dropping by um, and uh, sharing your story, sharing what's happening, what's upcoming, your thought process. Thank you so much for that. Um, really, really great to have you here. And I want, I want everybody to know, like, 
just to be clear, like nobody ever pays to get on the stage, right? Like the, the, all the speakers from projects that come up never paid, like, and we'll never accept money for that. Um, obviously we have awesome sponsors that bring value and uh, Mentify, Lucky Trader, but uh, there's never going to be a project on the stage that pays to be here ever. So just FYI, just being clear. Um, so let's uh, transition out of this beautiful show. Uh, Clemente, um, want to uh, remind some folks a couple things and take us out? Yeah. So guys, don't forget uh, Ryan's show, The Daily Dose, is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It's the second pinned tweet up at the top and uh, we also have a youtube channel don't forget to check that out we post uh, some snippets some clips that are not shown on twitter um so be sure to check that out very exclusive stuff there um and lastly don't forget to check out dennis's post pop in post post pop in pop in post show um <laughs> pop in pop in post post pop in show yeah it's something like that he's a he's a aspiring rapper so check out his soundcloud as well um <laughs> but to uh to help us out and, and the, the pinned uh tweet is is a link there but to, to take us out uh ryan i'm going to share what what i think is one of the best or my favorite guitar solos of all time so uh stay let's tuned do it here, folks Let's uh, yeah. let's make it a great rest of the day.